Since the, the weather has been nice. Al Roker taught me that there's a different, like, meteorological summer start than there is the, like, actual solstice. Right. So you could the, be, we could both be right. It's the longest. That's the solstice. The yeah, it's the yeah. longest, right? Yeah. And what I've been noticing is um, couples in my neighborhood of Williamsburg, Brooklyn, they jog together. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> I can't even do that by myself. I'm so glad you thought, because, like, I'll, they'll be, like, running together, and I'm like, why would you? I don't want you to choose. see me at my absolute worst, and I'm, I'm gonna be mad, or no I'll be what. disgusted by you. It's either like I'm disgusted with myself, or I'm just that's probably like sad insight into my self esteem. I mean, I hate cardio. I hate running. I hate it so much. Yeah. Running is so boring to me, and so I, I'm like the idea of like doing that with your be, waking up in the morning and being like, babe, that's just like what do you do? You know what I want to do today? I want to go running with you. I can't even fathom, like, <laughs> the amount of personal growth I would have to go through to get to a place where that's what I think when I wake up in the morning. I saw three couples jogging together. They're just showing today. up. I just can't. Anyway, that's, th- that's, been what, that's been what's been bothering me this week is that's watching a good one. couples. You know what? I think I am blessed. Who much more fit than me jogging. Blessed by having a husband who has a <laughs> knee replacement. Because of childhood cancer. Can you imagine you run. and Ethan jogging together? I oh, can't. God. And I would, that's the beauty of it. I would pay to watch that on a reality show. Oh, God. I would be Just the yelling. Oh, God. All okay. right. Uh, anyway, that's, people, we got to do our thing. This is oh, exceedingly persuasive. Yes. And today, I'm Mackenzie Brennan. Today, I'm Brooke Rogers. That's funny. Who knows what I'll Usually be. Usually, that's what tomorrow. we find ourselves at. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Um, today, Sarah Huckabee Sanders announced that at the end of the month, she is out of here. She's leaving her position that she was barely doing anyway yeah. of being the White House press secretary. She will be missed by okay. one very orange, very large man. Yeah, he kissed her on the on the side oh. of the head <laughs> during it. I don't know who I'm sorry I don't know who I feel grosser for in that I just don't want my boss to ever kiss a side oh, of the oh yeah head. no that's absolutely true ever but do I want to press my lips against Sarah Huckabee Sanders temple I'm gonna say or no beyond the receiving no end to that. Of that yeah d- both of them suck anyway um so she's out she it's been uh 94 days since she oh. held uh, White House press briefing, which is like the majority of her job, and, and and let's remember that past presidents, this is something that they would do on a regular, like I don't know, biweekly plus emergencies. Mm. I, I don't want to give any specific number because I'm, I'll reveal my lack of actual knowledge, but I do know that it was a precedent that people would invite the press in. They would yeah. have a special little room where everybody would come in and feel free to ask questions, and the president would show up and receive anything and everything and that ended pretty promptly with trump i would say like well within the first year and then there was that jim acosta thing and now it's just like whenever trump finds himself in front of a helicopter looking 
quote unquote stately. I love when he I love the trench press coat. conferences where he's yelling over the sound of the That's helicopter. That's always what it is. And then they're like yelling questions back and he's like, "What?" And then they're just and then like the sound it's covers deniability. It's like, "Oh, well, I I didn't hear that. I was Lauren. rushed or or I guess I heard it wrong. I honestly think it's staged to be one dramatic and two like have a little bit of a buffer between me and actual communication. And you can like <laughs> run and get on a helicopter yep, at bye. any moment. <laughs> That's it's Gotta a great go. out. Um I honestly don't know out of Sean Spicer, oh, Anthony Scaramucci, or Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I don't know who the best one was. Sean Spicer what, wait, had what like, do we what do we mean by best? Do we mean well, we don't mean good at their job. <laughs> like most I mean, banner honest performance. Not, if we're going by best at what they did, not in the traditional sense of the job, but just in, like in terms of like, Sarah Huckabee Sanders like is selling the best. there. Yeah, I mean she because certainly she, is unflinching. Like she will a, not yeah. give a fucking inch, and she's always looking around with that half angry, half bewildered eyebrow combination like she's always kind of like oh like the one is like up and she's like it's always raised she yeah always but the other one looks kind of bewildered like it's it's this really mysterious Keeps combo yeah and for a woman you can't be too aggressive so i think it kind of works it's like she always yeah she always looks kind of like amused it's kind of hateful but it's kind of like i don't know like maybe she was kicked in the head by a mule or something <laughs> oh geez i promised i wouldn't get into this I don't like talking about women's appearance in terms of how they... The thing is, I don't even mean appearance. I mean, like, general demeanor and, like, lack of insight in the gaze. I think that she genuinely likes the the job. I think she likes... I mean, she must. She knows what the fuck she's doing, and I I will not begrudge her that. She definitely knows how to hedge, and she knows how to lie flat out, but also kind of dance around things and not lie if she doesn't want to directly be untruthful and I remember like a week ago I heard a soundbite of her saying like you know me like you've gotten to know me and I hope you know by now that I'm not a liar I'm not somebody who lies and I was like what lack of self-insight or like total brainwashing and echo chamber are you living in that you would honestly think because I think she believes that I think she I think she wants to believe that, yeah. I mean, there are, there have been times where she just straight up has been caught lying and she'll even admit. Like, I mean, in the Mueller report, they said that she had right. at least been dishonest about something. So I don't know if she can really claim that. I think... I don't think she can, but I'm... No. I have a hard time distinguishing if she truly is, like, her own Patty Hearst, like, Stockholm yeah. Syndrome to her no, own she was, bullshit. She was stumping or... for Trump before he was elected. She was saying so that she's evangelicals a would. Yeah, she was saying that even... Oh, remember, yeah, the they got the evangelical her, thing. The first time I saw her, she was on CNN. It was right after one of the um, sex scandal things had come out, and she was saying that evangelicals would still support Trump. And, you know, if you have it's a dad preserving who's that very creepy and very out of the loop and raised a brother who kill the dog at boy scout camp oh that poor dog that i don't know when that happened actually i i, I think he lore. was like a counselor at a boy scout camp was it like didn't he like did he actually like physically like beat the, what happened to the what, who, what i don't know the I huckabee don't... brother I don't do i don't know either i know a dog was dead a, do- <laughs> a dog died at a some d- point the passive voice a dog became dead a by dog. his hand or 
I don't even remember which. He, he has two very large adult son shitlets. <laughs> like Trump. Yeah, two two large adult son Water seeks boys, its own level, And I right? don't remember which one it was or when they killed the dog. I don't All know. I know is a dog died. I don't know one from the other, and I don't care to. But, you know, let's hope that this is our farewell into obscurity for the whole Huckabee family. Speaking so, of poor women, let's move to Kellyanne Conway. <gasps> Why? Wow. <laughs> That was a transition that I, was a bit smooth, it was, seamless. Speaking of acrobatics, I did see a tweet recently about Kellyanne Conway, about whom we will more seriously discuss, discuss yeah. in a moment. But it was like, I really don't appreciate having such an involved role in this fucked up sex game between Kellyanne and George Conway because it's playing out on national media and you know this is just about them going home and fucking angrily every night. So George is Conway is it even angrily? Like I don't know. I feel like they. I think so. They I snipe they each make other pretty directly. Sweet, sweet love to each other every night while reading the, twi- the, the mentions. Like that. they throw off their coats <laughs> and they get in angrily, and then it gets really and they tender. Just, like, project tweets on the wall, being like, "Oh, I remember that one. That one was great." Good. What good if it's all in, the wash, in wash post bay? Oh God. What's all? I think it's. I was talking about someone about the other day, and I. I don't know if it's... I think George Conaway genuinely believes what he says. I think he does. I think he's... He, as a lawyer and at least an educated person who probably was resting on the laurels of his privilege for a while, like, I think he has finally gotten wise to what this whole culture has been about for a while because he's probably closer to it than he's Mm. ever been with Kellyanne. And, And frankly, it's like a more extreme exaggerated version of it so it's pretty obvious but i think that he is finally like wait a second and is really erring in the other direction whereas she's going all in but she she doesn't seem to care too much about law or facts either well she is so today (laughs) as sarah huckabee sanders was announcing that she's stepping down um the office of the special counsel which is a government office that is that is supposed to be a watchdog um is recommended to the president that she be let go from her position Hmm. because of repeated violations of the hatch act and i'd heard of the hatch act before but i'd never really looked into it as did i and i only thought of like orrin hatch and i (laughs) I still don't know actually if they're affiliated we should ask somebody is there is there a google in here we can can a google is there a google in here we can ask hey google um Teach me. What is the Hatch Act? So the Hatch Act is a is an act that prevents um, federal employees from either advocating for or disparaging uh, political candidates in the capacity of their job, which apparently she has done on Twitter and during television I mean, we, interviews. We know that much. We, we certainly it. know. I didn't realize it was against the law. And that's where I, you know, I don't know that I. Reading the yeah. the act as we've read it, which is pretty perfunctory, and we'll admit to that, but it looks very limiting, and yeah. even in the article that I read about this, it said there's some bipartisan lack of support for the concept yeah. of this, because if you're thinking all federal employees, that's, that's crazy, and... When so you, it's not going to be enforced equally, which is always problematic. That's that's a number one issue, even if it were a fair standard. And, but, again, like, like you're talking about, like... Isn't this a ch- isn't this chilling free speech? Absolutely, and and it's kind of like there's that great line from the Tinker decision, which was about free speech in the context of schools, which is it's different, but it's a similar idea that okay, you're in a 
different context where you maybe lose some free speech rights yeah. because of the context. In that one, it's because you're younger and you're in school, et cetera, et cetera. In this one, it's because you've decided to accept this contract working for the federal government. Mm-hmm. But there's a line from that decision that's something like you don't abandon your rights at the schoolhouse gates. Yeah, and I agree And I, agree I think that. that that should be very true, it's especially of adults working for the government. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I just think it's also like what, again, like, what qualifies as advocating for disparaging if you say that nice could be things about somebody very is that violating too. it? Yeah. And again, like, and goes, what about a bumper sticker? What if you're parked yeah. at work and you have a pro somebody or anti somebody bumper sticker? The line becomes very. What if you're talking to a coworker blurry. about right something and it's or like, at lunch? It, yeah. And so that and what when, when do you not when is it no longer in the capacity of your yeah um, especially in this media heavy and social yeah. media and all that good stuff we we never really turn off any type of connection but luckily kellyanne's comments do not pose that kind of difficulty <laughs> oh my god and because then also... she has been more than direct and it, just like when she was uh advertising ivanka trump's shoes on like uh meet the press or something oh yeah I forgot she about is that. shameless yeah so in terms of like violating but she's not a can- like conflicts not of a interest for anything no no, no that matter? was more i think that was a a different but Oh, okay. Similar concept. That, right. That it was, oh, you can't advertise for a brand interest, especially one that's kind of connected to your employer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would argue very connected to your employer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, anyway, so she, I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I doubt that Trump is going to take up that recommendation. I would guess no. But if it's a violation, I wonder what the consequences of that are, except besides losing your job. Well, she's an executive agent, so. Yeah. It would be very difficult to remove her, and I think, I mean, we're talking about a country that won't even discuss, on the Democratic side, impeaching the president unless we're really confident that the impeachers will prevail. And yeah, so with somebody like Conway, she's simply not doing enough. Yeah, I think I have. I love. I love that her response was like. Let oh. me know when the jail sentence starts. She's like, I don't care. Like, t- oh, <laughs> t- honey, that's not how that works. Also, they were just talking about firing you, but that's okay. Ask your husband, which is something I would never, I never say. You're expect usually... myself to say about not... or to a woman in power, but for her, this is like I love that narrative about. Oh, what happened to all you feminists supporting women? It's like, well. It's not a blanket rule that we will tolerate shittiness as long as there's a vagina at the bottom. Like, no, that's <laughs> not how feminism works. But it's so criticized. Like, I, think I digress. There are, like, there are ways. I think again, like, it's going back to like, like not talking about like a woman's appearance or which again you qualified you weren't. But it's like yeah. there are, there are certain things that I still think and apply. I slip up. I mean, yeah. Frankly, I yeah I have my moments and you just got to trace it back to this is probably born of socialized self-loathing and this competitive instinct that we're supposed to have against all women because we're supposed to compete against each other for male attention and really nothing else not for success or like professional but again we're we digress we digress um Um, so we have a couple updates on some things we talked about um in the last episode we got tariff updates and we mm. got updates on scott warren the man who was arrested in arizona and okay. tried for um bringing water to migrants as they faced death in yeah. the arizona desert first is that trump um has a- apparently come to <laughs> a deal with mexico on that's how he'd like to label it 
I mean, tariffs won't be imposed, it sounds like, for shelving those. I think that has to do It sounds like a victory part. for everyone but Trump. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he said his whole party was basically falling out from behind him, saying they couldn't support tariffs on, you know, Mexican imports. And, he yeah, he just really did not have a lot of support for that. So I think that the fact that they came to a deal works out very well in his favor. Yeah, I think what happened behind the scenes was he a lot of toilet time with his Twitter and finally was convinced that nobody's going to support you, which is pretty par for the course to borrow a metaphor from his favorite pastime. But (laughs) at least this time, his own party was not behind him. Yeah, I mean, their constituents aren't going to like tariffs when they And that too, there's like the politician side. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, the fact like a lot of people on the right are against protectionism and they're pro free trade so it wouldn't play well with anybody's base right so So i think he had a pretty private discussion with mexican officials and came out of that with a squishy not enforceable not formal guarantee of sorts yeah what is mexico there was a guarantee of six thousand mexican troops at the border with guatemala small number in general and I don't know how they're gonna. Pr- how are they gonna prove to the Trump administration that we they're going through with that? No are they gonna ability send to send somebody down that? there to get on account. No. Congress has to ratify the deal, so we're a little bit away from that. And uh, I don't think we fully know all the details of what's in the deal, what Mexico agreed to. We got an idea of it, like a general vague idea, but we'll see about that. I think a lot of us are just happy to have avoided a fucking yeah. economic fallout. Um, I think that's some good common ground that we can bad. share. I don't understand. I don't know how many more times I have to say that tariffs are a tax. They. Consumer, Girl, like, some economic advisors won't even say that. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's yeah, the tariffs are never popular, and I don't know why he's so obsessed with them. It's just it's, anyway. I think he's decided that it's his pet issue, and he just, now he genuinely thinks now that it's like it. he genuinely thinks that it's good for America, and like I don't know if he mm. doesn't understand. Good for America makes it sound very noble intent, and I don't know that I believe that. <laughs> Anyways, well, um, going along a little bit with the uh, immigration issue. The, and less than noble intent. <laughs> the second um, update is the Scott Warren case. Scott Warren was a man who was charged and tried for human trafficking or human smuggling, I think it was, right? Yeah. He basically gave um, migrants like shelter for the right. night and water and clothes in the Arizona desert where mermaids are constantly found of migrants yeah, who I have think died. In this uh article that came out about in any event, he, there was a hung jury. He was tried, there was a hung jury. Yeah. It was eight to four, eight people wanted to acquit him it and was four people. Pretty split, which means um mistrial yeah. for that federal trial. So we'll see if the federal officials want to retry him. I what think is your opinion? Like do you think that they will <laughs> as a lawyer? It's tough. I if you were to ask me based on my opinion as a lawyer, I would have said they wouldn't have brought it in the first place. Yeah. So it's, it's on the one hand, being from Arizona, even though they're federal prosecutors, I would say the weight of sympathy is not great there. Um, yeah. Especially once they, very much like Trump, once they've decided, no, this is what my cause is and, mm-hmm. and we'll see it through, I think they're unlikely to abandon that. But this looks like public opinion even in tucson arizona which is a place that's uh, i want to say it's about an hour from the actual border Mm -hmm. 
so people are more inclined to be unfriendly to immigration and certainly yeah. law enforcement down there is really rough um if it didn't is win Arizona there where sheriff joe arpaio reminds yes me. indeedy yeah, okay mm-hmm. yeah that was his reign of terror was and sb rough. 1070 also which was that yeah. unconstitutional essentially like stop anyone on the pretense of they look too brown show me your papers yeah and that was struck down, luckily, but that was spearheaded by Arpaio. So, long story short, it, well, that's Arizona's why he not was censured friendly. by a judge, right? It was because he was... He got censured for a lot of things. He had these, like, tent cities where people were living in inhumane conditions. Like chains, um, right? They were, like... Tied, yes. Yeah. And he... I think there was something about, like, pregnant women and, like, sick people being chained, which is not okay. <laughs> And there was also racial discrimination. Like, oh, was, that's he was like all over seeing, the fucking yeah. place. That was, that like, was unsurprising. Harassing, but there was also I think a subplot about him not investigating sex crimes in general. Yeah, and I, I think, think it, that was outside the scope of immigration related and race related issues. Well, he so was he so was focused just bad across on. The board. I mean, he all he cared about was putting people who he thought were illegal immigrants. Yeah, and I would say it, it was probably more than omission. I think he men like that misogyny and racism any forms of bigotry tend to like go hand in hand so easily yeah. so i well he just wasn't he wasn't looking into cases of no i don't think he gave a shit i charged the assault so but anyway yeah i think that were it up to them alone they probably would rebring the case i think they will be less inclined to given the amount of press that it's gotten i mean this coverage it's been like washington post and npr mm-hmm. like people are on this and i think they might want to avoid it getting to the next stage of big. And given that public support, as represented by the jury, was not behind them enough the first yeah. time, I think it might be a victory in disguise. I can't imagine improving after, like, I the know. coverage it's gotten. So, so, he, so yeah. here's hoping. Yeah. yeah. Here's hoping it's not retried. Um, so the... From from that on. I think there, there are only a couple other news things. We got... This is pretty easy. Trump, um, there's a, a poll out of one of the early states. It was either Iowa or New Hampshire, I want to say Iowa. And it showed six of the Democratic primary candidates would win if they were to run against Trump now. And, of course, he characteristically said, like, no, this is not real. Yeah. Fake, I would, fake news. The only thing that I, I get wary about these polls because, first oh, of all, yeah. th- it's a, we're really far out from general election. And it's just representative happen. of that state. I, it's, yeah. It doesn't profess to be anything more. Um, but. I know repeatedly in polls, um, Joe Biden has beat Trump. Um, I think that they're... The one person that I really... Like, not excited Him and about. Sanders are the two... You know, I'll vote for them, absolutely, if they win, but come on. We have so many choices this time. Is that really... Which is so funny, because Biden and Sanders actually have very different uh, policy platforms. Yeah, I know. It's funny how uniting demographics can be, though. I actually... I think They're that, out of touch a bit. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I mean, we have a lot of older candidates. I... I wouldn't write them off solely for that if I didn't see it reflected in some of their opinions and statements. I think what, what they do have Sanders in common specifically do you think is I got to touch. There have been enough incidences of him being willing to quote unquote compromise on women's rights and specifically choice. And mm-hmm. I would say the same thing with Biden. I mean, we heard this last week about him kind of dithering over do I support the Hyde amendment? 
and he has for a while. The Hyde Amendment is what prevents um, government funding from Mm -hmm. going to abortion and facilities that provide abortion, which a lot of people do not realize is already in place and it has been for like decades. Yeah. Um, But that essentially means that women of certain socioeconomic sectors do not get to exercise the same rights. And then when you think about a lot of these facilities provide more than just abortion, and I think it's like one in five women will go to Planned Parenthood alone in their lifetime for any kind of health care, whether it be mammograms or cervical pap smear or shit. Mm-hmm. This or is just a, like access to birth control. Yeah, or just like contraception everyday yeah. health care sort of things. Um, that's a big deal. And I think both of them are out of touch enough that there's a big learning curve and a lot of faith that I would have to put in them learning and not enough to support that faith hmm. right now. Yeah, I think that, I mean, for, to me, they just are two completely different candidates. Um, I I don't, you know, I'm not going to, like, talk about who I support really at all, but I think that, like, I when I look at, like, Biden and Sanders especially, anyway, so the, I, I just, like, see them as like, completely different. I agree with way. you in, in a lot of the policies, but the reasons that I dislike them are very similar. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. the, six, the six Democratic candidates who are currently polling um, ahead of Trump in what state was this? I want to say it was Iowa. I, it was either Iowa or New Hampshire, okay, but so I think it was Iowa. early state. Um, yeah. Were it was it was Sanders, Biden, Booker, Buttigieg, uh, Warren, and Kamala Harris. Harris. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I think that this again, like I, it's not representative trust, of the country or the actual yeah. election. But I think I was I felt empowered by the fact that these states, particularly if it was Iowa, um, this isn't a diehard blue state. Yeah, and for that many of the candidates who really span the spectrum in mm-hmm. terms of demographics and policy, that all of them are are comfortably pulling ahead of him, that to me is a very good sign, especially when the Democratic field is so populated that... 24 candidates. Like, yeah. who knows how that was going to affect... Yeah, and we still when it don't. comes to this, I, I, I will trust a general election poll the day after election. I still election. don't know who I'm going to vote for <laughs> yeah. in the primary, but... Yeah. It's uh, also... There were so many polls that were held that said Hillary was going to beat Trump, and I just mm. so for me polling is like so it's so subjective. Yeah, I, I have a lot of PTSD it. about any sort of polls. Like, I was misled once before. Oh God, that night um, we should do an episode where we talk about our experiences with on that night. night. Okay, jumping back in before we get into these abortion updates because our last abortion episode which was the first thing that we recorded is right before updates because you know god forbid you go two weeks without huge national changes changes to a fundamental right um the other thing that we did want to talk about was this um impending straight pride parade in boston i believe about which boston the inimitable matt walsh of Daily Wire. Had a sick take. So let's talk first about what this Pride Parade is. Um, three guys who... I don't even know. It's... They, they uh, wanted a parade against... One of them called it heterophobia. Wait, can I get my mom beer? Okay, you want to get your mom beer? Get your mom beer. Yeah, okay. Do you want to tell the people what your mom beer is? Modelo, right? Uh, no. Modelo is too culturally relevant and young. I prefer 
Michelob Ultra, because it's always in my aunt's fridge, and now... Mackenzie doesn't always drink beer, but it's when she does... It's mine. <laughs> yeah. So let me actually pull... So there was, there was three main um, organizers. They are... Were they... Uh, what, were they gay or straight? There was one I wonder. who calls himself a gay ambassador. Oh, yes, and he's right. fighting That's against heterophobia. So tragic. Uh, also, Milo Yiannopoulos yes. is the keynote speaker. And he's like the anointed like, pride king or some which, bullshit. Oh, God. Just reveals the whole game because, like, you... If you bring Miley Yiannopoulos on, you are ad- like, you are endorsing it's, some. It's almost self-aware irony, but I don't know. I love this headline because it says it's LGBT Pride Month, but three guys in Boston want a permit for a straight pride parade. That headline was written with such a deep, world-weary sigh. Just like, oh, three guys oh, in Boston. <laughs> it that. is Pride Month. Um, and Yeah, happy Pride, fuckers. Happy Pride Month. Oh, yeah, they designated... So they ha- they have designed a flag which um, looks like is it just a flag like that that white? two straight guys would design. Oh wow, I didn't see it. It's, Wait, let me see. Okay, let me let me bring this up. I'm gonna pull this up for you. And, and paint us a, a picture pride. with your words. Per- oh god. Our oh illustrious god. Oh god. Oh god. Our illustrious writer is going to show not tell. Oh my god, where did it go? For everyone out there. So this is. Is it just, is it like, you it's know how like, boys in okay. middle school would always draw dicks on stuff? Is it just like a bunch of scratched, oh. hand-drawn dicks? Like, like, uh um, like, not in a gay way. Not in a gay way. Where, like, the balls are just, like, weirdly disproportionate to everything else. And you know it's kind of... So, the straight pride... Self-reflective. Pr- I find this. So, basically, it's like, there are, there have actually been a couple, historically, but, um... I mean, historically, that, if we're talking about straight pride, that's just, like, all of history. It's like... <laughs> There's one that's, like, black and white, and it has, like, the... It's, like, it's like five stripes, black and white, and then there's one that's, like... Like a prison jumpsuit? <laughs> like an old-timey... Oh, straightness is a prison! Prison jumpsuit. And then there's one... So there's one that's, like... It's, like, the, fe- the sign... Like, the Venus sign and, like, the male sign together. Do not bring us into this, you little fuckers. Um, there's also this one which is so that was that was the old one this is the new one do i, I see pink see and purple wow fuck right off that is <laughs> oh my gosh it literally looks like they're just stealing from like trans it's flags and like also bisexual color scheme because it's, it's like very that pink, pink purple it's so the the one that they came up with for the pride march is that looks so inclusive it I'm looks so like mad. a sandwich it's like a diagonal Di- that's cut triangle thing yeah and that which one is pink, one is purple. One side is pink, one side is like it's. And we have both the gender signs. Blue, but oh. it looks really purple. Whatever. And then oh, it's right, the male it's sign. Gendered. Yeah, it's like pink Disgusting. and pink and blue. And then there's like the female sign is like, like, right. It's like they're over like the fucking male sign. because straight. Anyway, it's whatever. Do whatever. That's another My thing that we could really get feeling. into is the pink and blue thing and how that really was not a gendered spectrum. Until, I don't until like, post-Hitler, really. So, both within <laughs> our grandparents' generation, roughly, and... Everything became pink. Not a good thing that we would want to relate to, but, you know, that's for another day. So, these guys, they want to hold the straight pride. So, I, it's so funny, because what this really represents to me... Uh, look, wait, before I get into that, let me just talk about why, they, why they're doing it. So, they, yeah, they designed a flag, the they designated... Mission. Brad Pitt as their mascot. Oh, stop. He doesn't want he, that. He also, like, I remember before him and Angelina Jolie got married, he said that he didn't want to marry, they didn't want to get married until everyone could get married. 
Also, that's the gayest thing I've ever heard. Like, let's find this super hot dude <laughs> to be our <laughs> straight mascot. Also, if there's anyone who should be the straight pride mascot, it's like the main character from King of the Hill. Ew. That guy. Yeah, probably. That guy should be. So, the... Uh, like Mike Pence. But, you know, everybody who would be branded as a, a pseudo, guy. like, straight pride, I, I just can't help but wonder if there's something either fundamentally homosexual like, or, like, at least exploratory inside <laughs> them. Brad Pitt, specifically. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he, like, were open to fucking around. Yeah. He's got a he's he grew a goatee. He had like I don't a, think he would be know. against it if it if the mood struck him. He's not trying to fuck with uh No, I don't think he wants to be the mascot of the straight pride parade. I think yeah. he's got other things going on. What are the first names of the organizers? So uh the main organizer is Mark I think it's pronounced Sahadi. Mark Sahadi. I don't even care about their last names. I just want to know the first names and if they're shitty straight boy names. <laughs> are you just expecting them all to be named Chad? Um just yeah. three guys named yeah, Chad. Yeah. So he said that um, for them, so them being the left, everything is based on identity and whether or not one is categorized as a victim or an oppressor, he wrote on Facebook. If you get victim status, then you are entitled to celebrate yourself and expect those with oppressor status to defer you to your feelings. So I just want to talk a little bit about why this is so damaging because, not damaging, I don't give a shit. Throw your fucking straight pride parade. Do whatever you want. It's like if you want to do that, how do misguided it. it is. Yeah, it's just yeah. There's just like the mo- the motivation that oh my god, LGBT people get their own Pride Month and their parades, yeah. and, and that the greatest suffering Hodge was passed four years ago. That was yeah. That was a very recent case, and and like that's like, before that it was incremental. Windsor and Lawrence, Lawrence was uh, sodomy was against the law. The whole thing is, like, Chastin Buttigieg, who's married to um, Pete Buttigieg, who is And he's the, the greatest. Yeah. Chastin Buttigieg's Twitter is hilarious. Um, he was, like, before you, he, he was commenting kind of on the straight pride parade, and he said, before you <laughs> make an identity-based parade, you, you should ask yourself, have you ever been, are you, would you ever be in danger of being imprisoned for your identity or killed for your identity? Right. And or, that's what people don't understand about when they say, like, oppressor status. It's, it's not a, like, us versus them mentality. It's exactly what you're saying have you ever felt actually at risk or do you just not could like you that you're your not job? the center of could attention could you be denied healthcare or yeah. housing could you were you has has your your identity ever prevented you from getting married or from adopting a or child doing any other normal and shit like not, serving in the military or living in this ask, housing complex or under obama getting healthcare or donating blood i i mean it's this idea that i think it's like this this being just historically illiterate because yeah. People just forget so quickly how much has been deprived, how much the LGBT community has been deprived of basic rights. And, and presently literate, too, about people beyond your own intentionally limited, yeah. like, myopic worldview. I, because I think that if they were to look now, there, for better or worse, would be enough examples of how this is still a problem. Yeah. yeah. Especially in other countries where you can be killed for being gay. Oh, jeez. We had that Brunei law within the last month where people could get stoned to death for being gay it's so it's not a it's not an issue that is no longer relevant but god the forbid something that, not be about you and also Mark. by deciding that you are going to throw the straight pride parade to fight heterophobia which is not, not a, a thing. thing it's you're you are actually like claiming like by their whole their whole attitude mm-hmm. is basically claiming victim status for themselves they're saying oh like, it, and it's we absolutely don't get identity parade. based we don't get like and it's like 
it is identity based it is like and it's it's this idea that because it's like oh poor straight people who (laughs) have never been denied anything because they're straight poor little straight baby it's just like i again like i don't care like hold your straight pride parade i don't care i mean like like using this rhetoric in a sense i don't want to like legislate against you doing it but i think you have a right to go to the pride parade morally is a very shitty thing exactly we have a right to excoriate you and your choices and really dissect what's behind it and so we were looking at this matt walsh thing um he's a writer for daily wire he's very traditional yeah and he is not the matt walsh who was on veep who is extraordinary and we love him matt mcclintock yes um i didn't realize they were so sad for mike mcclintock that he shares a name with I don't. Oh, I, yeah, that's right, Mike. Human I don't short. even talk about Matt Walsh on Twitter anymore because every time I do, I didn't know who he was. So mentions and tags him. Boy, like, he must tags him. Have a following there, and they're always like so defensive of, and he just he has the worst opinions. He's got yeah, the he's worst got, opinions. He's got one of those like dead hamster beards going on from this thumbnail. <laughs> But that's my only familiarity. So his headline is, if a straight pride parade is stupid, so is a gay pride parade. And I won't get into parsing this skid mark of an opinion too much, but it's all predicated on the gay pride parade is, in essence, a protest. But the predicate of his whole argument is wrong. It is not, I mean, set aside the fact that he's bitching about the double standard, and it's not a double standard if the two subsets are not similarly situated. If you have one group that has been historically and currently discriminated against and prevented, Brooke, like you were saying, from exercising basic human rights and and arbitrarily prevented from doing things, and also just proportionally a smaller subset of the population and a group that has always been in power, that's not a double standard. You can't compare the two groups. But the whole idea that pride is a protest, it's it's almost the inverse. I think that... Pride is a representation of LGBT people being able to. So he he goes on to say it's being open. And in that case, why I mean, do they protest hold these protests in, in places like San Francisco and Los Angeles rather than uh, like Iran or Kinda Saudi Arabia? Shows you that it's not a protest, right? And it says it seems <laughs> that these pride parades are held precisely in places where gays are not persecuted. Well, Matt, yeah. if they have a pride well. parade in Iran, they'll all be killed, and it which would kind be of a protest. Your point, yes. That it's like the idea that it. I think in some ways, like I would, I, I'm actually like fine with like considering the the pride parade a protest. Because I think in some that ways they're it not. Is like I think to brand it as a protest and thus say that every other protest is on the same footing is incorrect. Because I think of pride as a much more celebratory and like an excuse to be lighthearted and proud of one's identity without being laden with yeah. that negative and also it's contentious a, you know the first context th- there is like a, the line that's like the first pride parade was a riot and it's true and you know still right, right like it's it's remembering how far we've come it's yeah acknowledging how far we have to go and when you are talking about like straight pride parades just there is no straight people don't have a history of that no. we don't have a history of oppression oppression there's no culture or needing to, embrace. to yeah. yeah or needing to um fight back against oppression because of our sexual identity so i think that it's just like it's so out of touch and i think that those people are willfully blind to yeah and then he says i i mean just skimming through you get all these shitty gems 
Um, and he says, by the way, when was the last time a pansexual was persecuted? I wouldn't know how to persecute one if I wanted to. And it's like, well, they're persecuted whenever their signaling is something different than cisgender heterosexual norms. They also, just have a lot more opportunities to have shitty treatment, whether it be they don't dress or look in a conforming way or they're with somebody who doesn't look or dress in a conforming way. That's how. Yeah. I it's love when people say of things. things like that and they're like, well, when was the last? Cause he, he's basically, it's like he wrote an entire opinion piece on it and then it's like, I don't even know. I don't know. I know nothing. And it's yeah. like. Listen, okay. I don't even care. You like, should have started with that. Yeah, it's this it's this idea that like by by not understanding what you're talking about, there's it's like a source you of You get a whatever. moral high ground? Yeah. yeah. It's also if you want to know the last time a pansexual person was like persecuted, probably talk to a pansexual person and ask them. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, Matt Walsh pride parade stuff. Let's go into So, what is want to just like start with abortion and we can do like a 15 minute update. So, I do want to talk about the chemical castration. Like, yeah, like, so this is move a, into eugenics. a great transition from the non-abortion-related news. That was perfect. Gold. A plus. <laughs> did I do good, Mom? You did great. Um, okay, so K- the governor of Alabama, Kay Ivey, yeah. who recently signed a ban on all abortions with no exceptions, um, a law that no one thought was going to pass that allows Alabama to chemically castrate sex offenders. Yep. Which means, in case you don't know what chemical castration was, because I did not until this happened, um, basically they have to take hormones that suppress their libido until they leave probation. So, the tough thing about chemical castration is... <laughs> One of the tough things, when you're not personally getting it, because that would probably be the toughest thing. I would imagine so. Intuitively, when I hear horrible level whatever sex offenders should not have that desire and let's do it in a way that's not, like, physically altering them, let's not, you know, cut their balls off, but let's remove the desire, that doesn't sound like the worst thing. And I think that's a very tough thing to confront, but with the context historically of when and why we take away people's ability to reproduce it's it's very messy and it's very ironically it actually fits very well with her anti-choice agenda yeah because it's it's pro controlling when and how people conceive and and there's i never like the government always uses and this is where i get a little anarchist um the government always (laughs) uses the least popular groups of people to start taking away rights and start imposing right. That's where things it like punishments like this. I am just to clarify completely anti this. The by the way, these sex offenders are people who have committed crimes against people under fourteen. So, so it that, is like I mean, you, it's, you talk about this and it's, it's easy. tough to it's talk easy against to say, the premise, right? Yeah. It's, but it, it's easy. It's like that's why they're doing it though, because it's easy to say. Well, these yeah. people are horrible, and who cares? Like, yeah, like cut, you know, like cut them off. Like, let's ban, like you know, put a burr band around it. And let's frankly, just see what happens. Like, half the time, I I could picture myself saying that in a you know a non legal context, yeah. saying this person did X Y Z. You know, they should be castrated. When you again, like when you start, when you start when the government starts taking rights away, they start with groups of people where there's going to be very little pushback right. from, and it's the what the population. government is in the business of doing. It's very similar to death penalty, anti-death penalty mm-hmm. arguments. It's not about do these people deserve to live versus die. 
in in those contexts and in these ones it's not do they deserve to get boners or not yeah it's does the government deserve to be the arbiter especially when it's people like kiv with all due respect yeah uh to be the arbiter of who can reproduce and when and what judicial and process it, has deprived them of that and it's who's not a permanent doing it. altering but it is a it's a very significant altering of I think someone's it could body be permanent it's, if you're i mean you yeah. could atrophy it's this even idea, if you were to stop and like yeah you talk about what these people have done and it's disgusting and you and there is like no defending it but at the same time it's not about we're not talking about what they've what, it's not know, about quote, unquote, why they right. deserve it right. it's, we're talking about does should the government have the right to do this and, and that is very unusual punishment if you talk about it from yeah. an eighth amendment context um it's complete violation in my eyes you know it's cruel and unusual our absolutely. courts have been very lax with interpreting um i mean i also unusual argue over the years. confinement is absolutely as as what i argue death penalty um even though i myself will dither again when i see the specific the people worst cases yes yeah. and it's it's tough to tackle there's no good answer but if you're talking cruel and unusual yeah. i think a lot of the guys especially the ones who for example, in that Lorena Bobbitt documentary, mm-hmm. and they're like, this is worth worse than death. A guy losing his dick, that's losing his identity. <laughs> so, like, a lot of dudes really define themselves by that more yeah. than they do by anything else. So, I imagine and a again, lot of people would say that is cruel and yeah, unusual. Like what, you always have to consider, like, okay, what is the next step from this? What is, when do they decide right. that, you know, we should sterilize women who have drug problems we should sterilize women who are poor. you know like and we like, have we've done, we've done that. that that's in and our history so, it's not it's not outside the scope of possibility in recent so. history in fact the nazis relied on our pseudoscience in eugenics mm. to predicate their own quote-unquote experiments and and their ideology which so al- which lends itself to uh, another topic we should get into which yeah. is the um the box v planned parenthood decision where clarence yes. thomas um, guy. compare he talked he brought eugenics into the conversation we're talking about yeah not and just abortion but birth control birth control which... and really any contraceptive method so we'll preface this by saying nobody signed on to his concurrence so everyone was like no. somebody i heard no. somebody describe that as like a judicial glass half full <laughs> <laughs> like nobody's with him so at least that's good like everyone on the, i just They're i like, imagine okay, everybody buddy. like no clarence um, when big daddy scalia died he really didn't have a pant leg to hang on to big daddy scalia <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyways lest i say something damning um so the the box versus planned parenthood case was about that indiana law and in a lot of people really saw it as the Supreme Court sidestepping the abortion issue and mm. took that as kind of a, a sense of where the wind was blowing for these future challenges and what they'll even grant cert to, whether they'll even hear challenges And this against. decision was um, when they decided that they did not have, that women could decide to get abortions based off of, or at least the, go- the government could not prevent people from deciding to get abortions based off of race, disability, or sex. And and really, that was couched as a very equal protection-y mm. wording. But in reality, it, it's... How it's, do you figure out why someone is How do you figure abortion? it out? And it's very uncommon to have Unless race or sex yeah. be the, the yeah. animus. We're not in China. It, it has <laughs> happened in China. Yeah, and they, right. Now their entire population is fucked, but... First of all, I don't know that we know that those things are ever animi, animuses. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing would be disability. And if you think 
you know, you get the amnio back and you don't have the funding for that and you don't have the patience. I mean, I can picture myself at phases in my life honestly wondering if I would not be an emotionally abusive parent because I just did not have the patience and selflessness to be a parent to somebody with disabilities, let alone like any child. So it's extra money. It's it's a lifelong versus 18 year commitment to care. It's the risk of what happens when I die. Those are things that can be very real considerations for the mother and certainly real considerations for that child because what kind of life is a child who is disabled going to have if their parent doesn't care or have the resources to care for them so personally i have a i have a lot of prob like i have a lot of ethical questions about choosing to abort or not abort based off of things like disability because it does it does get into i don't think it's so when a lot of my thoughts with abortion that come down to should the government get to decide whether or not you make that choice. Right, and that again comes to distinguishing what you personally would have a moral issue with from what you think other people might validly feel or need to think. And then there's also the line of disability because a lot of the cases where you see these quote-unquote late term, and I don't like that because it it misbrands it as something wrong, but abortions like in the last trimester and... Well, they're they're extremely They're extremely rare, but but often these are the things... Because of life of the mother. Yeah, Yeah. well, or the life of the child, and these are things that could qualify as disability because sometimes there is viability for a couple days. And so just a smattering of ones that I I read when I was researching abortion in minors and, Mm -hmm. and judicial consent, these were all adult cases, but, you know, women who the baby did not have a brain yeah. But had a, a tumor in their skull that yeah. if the fetus had developed further, it could not have been delivered vaginally. Or the baby, you know, had such a terrible neurological disorder that if it had been delivered, it would have breathed uncomfortably and for I, two minutes know, and then died. These stories of so that's like disability. Who, I mean, and and the. I, this is when it comes down to it that is like something that should be decided by that woman and her doctor and, a doc- and, what, and doctors yeah. can't you know we forget that doctors have their own stringent restraints on them yeah and so if we're saying disability it's it's really something serious and it's yeah. something that because on should be a hand, medical like, decision in the netherlands for instance um there are almost no people with down syndrome because they like the women choose to abort and have chance of having down syndrome there like there are complications when you like and then you see china which ha- because of the again because of government in my in my opinion because of a totalitarian government um people were making decisions yeah about and that really has messed with the fabric of of the their society. society so i don't you know do that it would the... parallel the two things i don't know that i sign off on the morality entirely of the netherlands case and you know i don't know enough about the statistics or the mm-hmm. research or the choices i think it's a different country uh, yeah tough. i think it's i think the question really is whether or not you believe the government should have a hand in and choosing yeah, that for them which very i don't similar to the castration thing yeah, yeah but so i think that when it comes back down to it like i can have moral qualms with people choosing you know based off of like whether or not your kid has like down syndrome or whether or not they're you know what their gender is well I plus have... do you want those parents being the ones who raised the kids? Yeah, I I don't yeah with the children with Down syndrome. I th- I think like for me, think about the child. Yeah. I can like I do have moral qualms with that. I also just don't think that the government should be deciding that for, uh, for right. people. So, you know, there's like I, I I don't think that those two things have to exist. Absolutely, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Yeah. I probably land farther towards 
understanding is not the right word because it doesn't capture the nuance, but sympathizing mm, with some yeah. of the factors that would go into it and how little I know the factors that would go yeah. into it. Bottom line is that is not something that the state will look into mm. as a factor, and I think that's good. They let the lower court's decision stand there. The Supreme Court did say that abortion providers have to dispose of fetal remains much as they would a body, so they have to cremate them or bury them. Well, that has precedent because didn't the courts already decide that um, states have an interest in, in, because it is like biohazardous material, so it's like they have, and I understand like. But you don't have to like bury a kidney stone. That's true, but they have have an interest in, in, in like, the and yeah. un- knowing where these and that's the, where the like, law and medicine collide so much because yeah. it, yes in an abstract sense they absolutely have an interest and if you were to argue for like let's put this septic liver bile in the water system it's like oh fuck yeah the state has an interest yeah, in or even like in the regulating garbage. that you know what i mean but like, it's not like these remains or i would say like tissue it, it's i don't like remains because it characterizes it yeah, I think it's like it's kind of a semantic. It difference. is, and it's intentional. But to say that it's otherwise not being disposed of safely, n- no, it's going where all the other biohazardous materials go, yeah. and and you know the intention. Frankly, burying not as safe as disposal in biohazard. I mean, hey, I always say this: when I die, stick me on a pier, burn me, do whatever you want. I don't care. I don't, anyway, I don't know if that's legal. It is in Colorado. I already looked into it. Oh, cool, cool, there's cool. A, there's a city. Wait, just FYI for all. So, <laughs> public <laughs> record? For public record. I want you guys to have a bunch of branches, and I want people to be chanting. That's all I really want. Um. Okay, so... <laughs> so... I, I think that's pretty much all we have to talk about. Yeah, I mean, we got some other weird shit. Can like, we end uh, on a fun note, since we just had a super serious conversation Wait, I about... do want to throw in, like, there are some great backlash laws that states are passing in response to all these abortion restrictions. There are... Nine states that have either considered or passed additional protections or repealed old restrictions. And Netflix has vowed not to work in Atlanta. <laughs> and also, uh, Netflix, this shit. I think Disney also they wouldn't, right? Disney's a weird bird. But cool. Good for them. That's always good to move in the right direction. Anyway. <laughs> Sick. Um, yeah, so there are backlash. There's are, there are backlashes to... What am I saying? There is, has been a backlash Backslash. to these laws. Backslash. Backslash. <laughs> um... But they're also just in the kind of the realm of all of this, um, and in the context of the laws we're talking about, Kylie Jenner decided oh, yes. to oh throw a handsmaid tale themed birthday party for a friend of hers, and they wore the robes, and they had. Can this be our like weekly um, bringing together of the hatreds? So last time it was Bill de Blasio. Everybody hates Bill de Blasio. I now think it's Kylie Jenner. We I don't can know safely say everybody hates Kylie Jenner. We're gonna fetishizing get, like, Handmaid's Tale. I mean, we're gonna get some DMs from like people who are like, from, "I love Kylie I love Jenner," her. and her. And this was really tasteful. Perfect. The I just the the one thing that really I want to be a forced mother is they had they they wore red robes and white bonnets and had themed cocktails with names like Praise Be Vodka and Under His Eye Tequila. That's so fun because women can't get drunk if they're just baskets for babies. <laughs> Honestly. I think this is hilarious. I don't think she intended it to be hilarious. I think she intended she it to just be like a very serious. I think she's just that out of like out of like the loop on what's going on in the world. But I think it's hilarious. You had I, under his eye vodka or whatever. I mean, it's not vodka. even a good pun. It's not even no witty. It's just well, no, it's Kylie Jenner. Of course, it's not. <sighs> Never mind. Anyway. But she can hire somebody to be witty, and good grief, hire me, Kylie Jenner. I'll come up with your cocktail name. You know next what? Time. I will. 
forswear all of this criticism if she just hires me to come up this with episode things. if kylie jenner will pay us money to make puns yes, about cocktails please. okay guys love we got america go. america Except we love you ones. no it just it's you know what we're gonna end on a positive just note kidding. thank we you for listening if you you're listening all. we love you that's true and thank you for listening okay okay bye, bye.